I guess that's like a good get out of jail free card, you know, because you never know if you ever got to, you know, whack someone. You never know if, or maybe, you know, you're on your deathbed and you're like, ah, oh, I forgot to use my kill someone card. Oh. Like, you know what? You just give that it to your side or like, something. Room town has been like really on my ass and eating all my applesauce and like, I think it's time for him to go a little early. Crazy Questions, the podcast. I'm your currently sane host, Houston Pierce. This is a podcast where I have at least one guest a week and ask them a series of crazy would you rather questions. We get into the psyche of our guests and explore topics and questions that maybe shouldn't have been asked. Take my questions from you, the listener, from the list of a thousand questions. You can submit questions, suggestions at me at 1kcrazyquestions at gmail.com or at 1000crazyquestions on Instagram. That's 1000 on Instagram. The number, not the word. And of course, if you submit a question and it makes an episode, you get your social username shout out in that episode. Also, also, if you you know just wanted to reach out and chat, and say hi and text me there on IG, don't do it. Think again. I will not respond to you. I have no time to respond to peons. Get off. You're not worth it. I don't even try to attempt contacting me. Psych. No. Uh, reach out. Uh, say hi. I'm. <laughs> I'm trying to you know start a little community thing with my um, listeners and everything, but. Please rate and follow the podcast on podchaser.com if you like what I'm doing and want to give some feedback. I'm more about Podchaser at the end of the show, but they're pretty much the IMBD of podcasts. It's just the best place to find new and cool podcasts like this one, or I'm ultimately here from, you know, so I can hear from you. And yeah, it's just like a new podcasting platform that does that. It's a website and you can leave reviews. All right. So after all that intro out the way, I'd like to introduce my guest this week. He is a newsletter writer, a music producer, and a natural born big brother. Mr. Andrew Vega. Andrew, if you don't mind introducing yourself to the audience, you know, telling a little about yourself, what you do for fun and professionally. Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew Vega. I am a student at MSU Denver. Um, outside of that, I like to produce music under my SoundCloud name. Yes, I'm a SoundCloud artist, but not a rapper. Don't worry. And that is a desire for atmosphere where I just do kind of like instrumental stuff. Other than that, though, I mean, I live a very calm life. Just how I like it. Cool. I mean, you're kind of forced to be calm, I imagine, with COVID and everything, right? Or uh, I mean, I think COVID actually is bringing my best self out, if I'd say so. It's kind of like an introvert's dream, I'd say. Oh, okay, yeah. COVID got me into this podcast, so that makes a lot of sense. I'm Mr. Vega. I already told you about this previously, but there are two rules of this game slash conversation. Rule number one, you must always answer the question, no matter what. If you have no preference towards one or the other, you say the phrase, flip the coin, meaning that each choice is 50-50 to you and that one is neither worse or better than the other. But that rarely happens, so it may not get used. Rule number two, whoever asks the question doesn't have to answer it if they choose not to. These rules exist because as the questions become harder to answer, the rules become harder to follow. And actually, this week we have a Red Band episode, so things may or may not stay friendly on this episode, family-friendly. Um, that really depends on our guest, but uh, you've been warned, listeners. If you still want to listen to the podcast, but a less risky version, there are blue episodes of 1KCQ, 1,000 Great Questions, out there that I invite you to listen to. Andrew, just want to remind you that if you have any different questions from me, variations of what I ask you, or just, I don't know, it's a conversational podcast, if it's off-topic, whatever, let me know, butt in, you're not even interrupting. Absolutely. A uh, quick but important disclaimer to the listeners. Everything is hypothetical. I say that every single episode, blue or red, I cannot help it if your feelings are hurt. I just can't. 
Uh, everything is uh, either for comedic or conversational purposes. And yeah, uh, lastly, lastly, Andrew, before we begin, is there anything that you'd like to ask or declare? Or are there any inherent mental biases you know you may have? No, I don't think so. I'm just ready to answer some questions. Crazy okay. questions specifically. All right, cool. <laughs> Specific. Here we go. First question. Would you rather live in a world where Santa is real? You know, like he could actually get to every house. Legit, real Santa. Or be the richest person in the world? Hmm. Well, you see, this is a very scary question because if Santa was real, then this makes me think that, well, he's answering, you know, gift ideas from everyone across the world, right? So that would mean that if Santa is real, he would technically be like an OP weapon for certain people. Like in the sense of, well, if people know Santa's real and he can give people what they want, then couldn't like terrorist organizations wish for Santa to bring them like a nuclear bomb and his elves would get working on that, right? Uh, no, because they're on the naughty list. Uh, Ooh. Bam. Okay. That's, that's, that actually brings up a good point. Bam. Well, even then, though, what is considered on the good list? Because then you're asking, good's a subjective question, right? So then we're asking, good according to what standard? Okay. And which Santa Claus is this? Are we well, talking about the Christian Santa Claus? I did write the ideal Santa Claus. And if we're going by traditional American standards, yes, the Christian Santa Claus who hold who upholds uh, the quote unquote Christian American way, that one. So if you're breaking the Ten Commandments, you're on the naughty list. Okay. Let's just go with that. Let's make it simple. Okay. I like that. I like that. And then the other option was what? I'm the richest person in the world. Is that what you said? Yep. Okay. I think this one's easy for me just for the fact that I don't like the idea of everyone having all that power. I think that's very dangerous. So if I was the richest person in the world, I think if my purpose was to benefit humanity, I feel like I can use my money, like have a team that works for me to kind of come up with solutions, how we can use this money. Because I think it would be good necessarily for Santa to exist and to give us all these cool things. But I feel like that could go south really quick. Hmm. You mean go north? really quick <laughs> or north pole yeah, yeah. one of those two uh, keep going north though you end up south uh but you know what so you're saying you pick that you'd pick the one where you're rich and not because you just want to be rich but because you want to help people i feel like that's the best way to help my conscience because if i'm taking away santa claus from people mm-hmm. who could probably use a santa claus i feel like i have to at least give something back <laughs> yeah you could probably fix a lot, though. The richest man in the world could do a lot. And if you're, what, five bucks richer than that guy? Oh, yeah. I, I think it's a guy, I think. Then, yeah, you could do a lot. Yeah, and I think it's it's easy to say, like, oh, if I had all that money, you know, I'd be super humble and, like, I wouldn't be a lavish spender. But then I also wonder, would that actually be true? Now, I feel like, I feel like I'm pretty comfortable. Like, I can live a pretty basic life and be pretty happy as long as I have, like, my instruments and stuff, you know? And can go on, you know, vacations. All that. I can retire early. I'd be happy with that. So any extra money, you know, I, I think I'd find more value in giving that out to people. Yeah, I, I get that. That's um, I picked that too. By the way, the richest person in the world, because you know, I I can just give out all that money, like you said, you know, and I probably won't run out if I'm the richest man in the world. So mm-hmm. I can still live as lavish as I want while giving away as much as I want and not feel the consequences. And Santa, we get along fine with, well, we don't want to get along fine, but we're doing this without Santa now, so 
you know. Yeah, hey, absolutely. Yeah. Who needs yeah. Santa? Yeah. Somebody I'll be back. Santa. How about that? <laughs> True. You're going to break into people's houses and eat their food. <laughs> Next question, though. Would you rather only have very racist people find you attractive or be the ugliest person in every social group you find yourself in? Mm. It's tough. That's real tough. Mm. Because racist people are kind of like the very bottom of the totem pole. And I feel like oftentimes racist people really aren't that attractive anyways. So am I really winning? So that's, that's a real good question. However, looks pay, man. Looks pay in some, in some way or form. So I guess it's better to be attracted by, uh, attract some people than no people. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't mean I have to be racist, but at least someone finds me attractive, man. Oh, man, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figure, though, if you're going to be ugly, like, you're going to have to come to terms with because here's the thing if i'm not going to be surrounded by people who think i'm attractive anyways like if only racists find me attractive mm-hmm. probably not going to be hanging around with them too much anyway so i'm still going to be the ugliest person mm-hmm. but hey you never know it might save your life one day being ugly yeah or being somewhat attracted to a racist maybe if they find you attractive they won't do anything to you and i mean maybe not or they could just still kill you i don't know <laughs> accession comes in many forms you know that's true. I, I like your pretty face and you know then <laughs> then you still get shot and they take your face i don't know who knows yeah that is true i mean I that's an extreme feel- example but i'm just <laughs> just saying actually you know what? here's another yeah. question though to that because i wonder what constitutes races is it like it could it be any race that finds me attractive because i would make the argument that you can be of any race and i know this is can be a hot topic for people because some people don't think if you're a person of color, you can be racist. But as far as I'm concerned, as of right now, it's kind of where I'm standing is that I think anyone could be racist by like the definition of what I'm going off of. So does that mean like if you're racist of any race, you could find me attractive? Yes. Essentially. That's the, yeah, that's kind of what the question entails. So yeah, you could find anyone who's not white, who's very racist towards any other group of people and they, yeah, they find you attractive, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I'm definitely going with that because I can always maybe change <laughs> someone's mind, you know? Eh, but if you do, then they're going to find you ugly and, you know, it's not going to work out. But looks aren't everything, Pierce. Maybe maybe <laughs> they'll fall in love with my mind. Uh, all right, good luck. But back to that point where you said that, what, colored people. That sounds that sounds like such a kind of color. People of color. Yeah, yeah that's colored people but it says like 1920s uh people of color uh can't be racist i I feel like that's a pretty easy no yes they can be i I don't know who's on the opposing side i mean if you are i don't know at me but you could completely be racist being racist just means that you have unfounded prejudice towards the race that's not yours and you could be racist towards your own race that just just because you're of color does not mean anything like it's it, it doesn't i don't know who's even fighting that fight i can't be racist because i'm black or mexican that doesn't make any sense yeah it's kind of a, a weird idea and it really comes down to a different definition of what racism is right so you have systemic racism which basically says if you are of you can only be racist if you are of like the race in power. So only white people could be racist because according to that theory, they are the dominant race. Right. Um, However, I think according to people who believe that they still believe that if you're a person of color, you can still be prejudiced, but you can't be racist, which like I said, I don't agree with, but that's, that's kind of what we're dealing with. It's kind of more of a, well, then that, 
that, ideology. Uh, well, that's just shifting words around, and that it case, really is. That's it really not, is. doesn't change anything. <laughs> if I don't like white people, which there's a couple reasons, if I were to go back into my past, I could point out, or you know. I don't know, African-American past and point out, this is why I don't like white people. It may be founded on more than a white person not liking a black person. Like there is a cultural reason for distrust and anger. Mm-hmm. But according to, you know, the basis of being good and bad, if we take this, I don't know if you, you know, if you go biblical, if you just, you know, clean slate moral this, it is bad, period, to judge people off of the color of their skin, even though, you know, I'm the color that is being oppressed. That it's it's just flat out bad because if, if the situation were reversed, and I work a lot of hypotheticals, if the situation were reversed, it, it does you know then I'd be the racist guy. It doesn't change anything really. Absolutely, and I yeah. think really this idea of racism, you know, not to get too too deep into this, but mm. I think it really comes down to more of a biological thing. Like even before you know everything that happened with colonization, all that. I mean, there was always going to be racism and it's really comes down to just like a bias or prejudice that people have. And it's, if it's not with the color of their skin, it's about, you know, what tribe they're from or what games they play. Like they're, they're humans are always going to find something to hate the other person. I think that's what we, we tend to do. Um, I think though, the thing is that humans need to work to overcome these like biological urges to just like hate everything they don't understand. I think that's, that's the real kicker. Yeah, but that's also a defense mechanism. You know, it keeps exactly. us safe because, like, you know, caveman times or whatever. If something's mm-hmm. new, you don't know it, it could be dangerous. Stay away. Hate it. Yeah, don't pet that bear because that bear will eat you, right? Yeah. Or, the, you know, stay away from that tribe because they're not our tribe and we know our tribe is safe. So, exactly. They must, exactly be, yeah. they must be evil. Then they tell the tribe stories about how the other tribe are demons, even though they know nothing about the other tribe. I'm getting too, in, I'm getting too into this, even this question, but yeah. No, it's true. 100%. Yeah, it goes too far. Anyway, next question. Would you rather get one free kill? Like you could you could kill you could kill anybody. And, <laughs> one free kill. And, I like and, this. and completely get away with it. No, there's no repercussions. Or get one million dollars tax free. Hmm. You know, I would say I think I'm still gonna go with the million dollars tax free because I really don't know who's even worth killing right now because at the end of the day if i kill someone is it really going to change anything you know is it just going to take someone else to take over their spot and even if like who am i going to kill i ain't got i don't have like anything i'm like super hateful towards and like okay let me put this idea in your mind though what if you get you hold on to this free kill like a coupon (laughs) and and you save it for a rainy day you know that you need like you know let's say so cuts in front of me in line (laughs) I mean, that, you could do that. I'm thinking more of a John, like someone John wicks you. Someone breaks into your house and kills your dog. And you're like, <gasps> you know, you could use it on that person. You know, think down the road when it would be very useful. I guess that's like a good get out of jail free card, you know, because you never know if you ever got to, you know, whack someone. You never know if, if someone has to go down for whatever reason that you have. Or maybe, you know, you're on your deathbed and you're like, ah, oh, I forgot to use my kill someone card. Oh. It's like, you know what? You just give that it to your son guy, or like, something. Room town has been like really on my ass and eating all my applesauce. And like, I think it's time for him to go a little early. That seems but, like, that seems like one of the biggest ways. Some of his, like guy, <laughs> you're on your deathbed and you use it on a guy who's going to die later. Yeah. I just feel like it'd be more personal that way. And then I would, I would feel like I did something that was meaningful to me. Now, that being said, I feel like if you had a million dollars, 
you could hell i could probably hire hitmen to kill multiple people with a million dollars if i wanted to right you technically could yeah especially like depending on where you go if you go to like brazil man you could you could buy like 50 hitmen with a million dollars probably yeah and they probably you just put them on salary <laughs> on salary i mean yeah i guess so for a while it you were not that million but it all get it out of my system by then eventually you're just like there's no <laughs> this is unfilling <laughs> i'm surprised how well you've taken to this question <laughs> i don't know if i had to answer this i don't know um I know I have, I'm not going to make a direct threat to this person, but we all know this person who was in, let's say, a certain position of power until about a couple months ago, and they are refusing to relinquish said power, and they are leading, uh, let's say, millions of people on a very popular continent. And uh, yeah, let's let's say there's a person who a couple months ago, I asked this question to somebody, and he said, oh, I would just... I would use it on this official, you know, on, the, mm-hmm. on this official who I'll not, I will not name directly on this podcast. And I was like, huh, you know, if you, you know, if you get one free kill, you could just take out someone like that. You know, you could also you just find a head of some, find some terrible person who's in charge of all this stuff and take care of them. I mean, whether that's this person or someone else comes after him or someone else in a different country, you know, you can use it there. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But like I said, I think this goes back to the original idea what I was going at with like, if I kill this unanimous person, I just feel like some other dummy is just going to take his place or mm. her place, whoever this is. I guess so. Yeah. I, I, I guess so, but I don't guess so. Do you get to like choose how this person dies? Mm, I was thinking more of just like a simple shot. <laughs> yeah, but I get. I, <laughs> I didn't go too into that. I didn't think too much about this one, about the how. I guess you can. Sure. Yeah. I mean, granted, I'd still stick with my million dollars just because I think you get more bang for your buck, literally. But um, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Next question. Oh, actually, I lied. This isn't a question. This is more of an open ended uh, hypothetical situation. All right. Let's say there are aliens about to make contact with Earth tomorrow. Good or bad, you have no idea, but a trustworthy psychic tells you that if you throw away your cell phone right now, just throw it out the window, and never get a new one ever, the aliens aren't going to show up. What do you Ooh, do? This is, this is a real good one. You know, I'm on my own personal vendetta with cell phones right now. I think that it's pretty awesome having a cell phone and all that, but if I could just completely remove myself from it, I don't think it'd be the worst thing feel like it leave you with more time to do other stuff like i'll find things to do with my time and also i feel like if i ever need to like look something up on google i can always use a computer so that's like the main thing i'm missing out on and if anyone needs to talk to me you know send me a letter or just stop by but can we use like landline phones or like no phones at all no cell phones okay so i can call someone on like a <laughs> some like pay phone find a pay phone or something somewhere what is this 1985 yeah. you know how are you gonna find a pay phone <laughs> but that being said though like i think that it's interesting because i do feel like aliens are real in some form like i feel like there has to be somewhere an alien civilization maybe not even a civilization maybe a bunch of like little alien worms that are living like in the soil of some exoplanet but that's just a risk and i don't know if that's a risk i'm willing to make for a cell phone right because what if the aliens come and they're just complete dicks they're just assholes and they why would you want to come to earth anyways we're not even that special and if you're gonna come here it's probably just to take like i don't know iron 
or whatever like we take iron whatever we have or that they want so i i don't think i want to be responsible for that decision and i'm fine not living with a cell phone wow i gotta say that was a pretty sound answer for that but uh you know why not keep your phone and have aliens encounter earth and let whatever's going to happen naturally happen naturally why don't you just you know let things be as they are and let history take its course why do you why are you trying to get in the way of progress you know who knows what the aliens might be able to share with us or bring with us you know who, who knows in fact even if they kill us maybe it was meant to be you know like the dinosaurs maybe we're meant to just you know kind of die and, and you know you're not gonna miss your cell phone if you're dead so you know you just <laughs> yeah but I'll also be dead. <laughs> also <laughs> what a story it would make if you posted on your social media of whatever aliens are coming tomorrow and everyone laughs at you and then tomorrow that's they show true. up, you check all your followers and messages, you're like, <gasps> you know, Vega, yeah. how did you know? You I know? would be a freaking legend in Vegas. I'd be like, yo, I'm betting aliens are coming and, you know, I got, I got, I don't even know, I don't got that much money, <laughs> but I'll bet everything I have. And, yeah. and of course, you know, you get some money from that. I'm a celebrity. And I guess if it goes south, it's just kind of like you're all in, you know? Mm-hmm. So either make a ton of money or die trying. Yeah. But like I said, I'm, I'd be happy not having a cell phone. I think I'd be a lot more productive. And you said you're interfering with history at that point. But I feel like both options are kind of interfering with history. Because like I said, what if these aliens come and they're like, you know what? We're, we just want to kill all the children, all of them. And, and you're like, well, what are we going to tell them? No. And then it's like, well, Andrew, thanks for keeping your cell phone. I hope you enjoy watching your TikTok. Just video. don't tell anybody. <laughs> you just, but just I keep your mouth shut. I was betting that they were going to come, so they all know. I was going to be suspicious. Don't tell them that you, that you could have stopped it. <laughs> it's like just. <laughs> I didn't know they're going to be dicks, guys. I I didn't I didn't realize. Hey, I just knew they were coming. Like yeah, I didn't, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh my god, that's a terrible city. They're going to eat all the children. <laughs> I never thought about that. That's funny. Yeah, you got to keep these things in mind, Piers. These are all important questions. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, all I do is ask them. I don't, I don't think about them. <laughs> uh, uh, would you rather get a tattoo across your chest that says in big gothic letters, I eat ass, or get the same tattoo again in the same area, same font that reads, please eat my ass. You see, these are both very aggressive statements, I feel, in the sense of you're really telling it to people. Like, when they see that, they're like, I know what this guy's about. Mm-hmm. And one statement, eat my ass, is kind of like a good old, like, fuck you, right? Especially <laughs> if it's across your forehead, it's the first thing people see. Immediately, they're going to be like, I don't want to get next to that guy, right? So, that's a plus. However, naturally, you know, I'm, I'm an ass guy. I ain't going to lie. So, why not be honest, right? I got you got no shame and and if you're getting at the point where it's like, hey, shirt's coming off, you know, throw your cards out. Why hide it? So I think my answer is uh, obviously I'm gonna I'm gonna take it across the chest. I mean they're both across the chest. Oh, I thought <laughs> one was on the forehead. Oh, sorry, no, they're both in big letters across your chest. Oh. They're in the well, same yeah, area. Still, like I said, I'm still gonna same deal. <laughs> I am still gonna eat. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was this funny thing I read where it was like this guy asked people who eat ass, you know, why, and that was a good question. You know, it's like why it's such a weird thing, and someone replied, "Well, I paid for the whole chicken." 
And so that got me thinking. I mean, I guess so. I mean, if might as well, you know. Ugh, that's a gross answer. I don't know if I like that answer. It's like you know, it was it was interesting though. Uh, ugh, no, I don't, that answer kind of grossed me out though. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I I paid for the little chicken. Like in that case, eat the feathers. <laughs> like you might as well eat her dress if you're gonna like if, you know if you're gonna take that as literal as you want to take it. That is true. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the guy who answered that really he's got a rabbit hole of stuff he's probably into. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, this question is. <laughs> I don't. I please eat my ass. This is a little more polite, though. I think you know. Yeah, but I ain't, I'm not really into getting my ass eaten. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like I said, I think that's like a very rude thing to ask someone. Like when you're saying I eat ass, you're not necessarily I'm going to eat your ass or telling anyone to do anything. It's just kind of letting the universe know that you do. Yeah. So if anyone wants to take you up on that offer, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're right. Out. You're. <laughs> You're right. He'll be he'll end up uh, Andrew Vega and take take him up on that. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> his uh, his social. Oh no! I'll just give you his DM. It's a seven two zero. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. That that's a. You're right. It's a very aggressive statement either way. So I think I'd take that one too. Honestly, it's a bit. Either way, you're gonna get comments. It's gonna be very awkward to take off your shirt either way. Yeah. Plus, I'd say it's like the movement of our generation. You know, I'd mm-hmm. say that. Yeah, it's 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 really come up in popularity, hasn't it? it a lot yeah. Of to, yeah. Yeah. So when when your your kids ask like thirty years from now, you'd be like, "Yeah, I was there. I experienced <laughs> that." And they're like, "Please never talk about this again." Jason, you've seen me at the swimming pool. You know what I stand for. Your mother knows. Get your mother in here. Yeah. <laughs> tell tell the kids how I. All right. I'm yeah. Good on. traditional values. I'm gonna move on. <clears throat> all, right, all right, this question actually is pretty dark, so um, viewers beware. It does have some sensitive subject matter in it. Just extra warning. Would you rather be accused? Accused? You're not actually doing this. Would you rather be accused of raping somebody, or have child pornography found on your personal computer? Oof. That's a tough one, and I can I can obviously give you an immediate answer for that too. I don't even have to think about that. One hundred percent. I I hypothetically, right? Speaking okay. hypothetically here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would get in trouble for raping someone than pedophilia. I think that you can't really bounce back from that one. And I mean, granted, both are awful and they're both are terrible, but I feel when someone gets convicted for having child pornography on their computer or whatever, like it's really hard to get looked at the same way yeah definitely well i mean the the title sex offender it still applies to a rapist yeah but like i'd rather be called a sex offender than a child molester if i had to pick the two (laughs) not that i'm like super thrilled about this question but that's what i'd go with but i will say though and i'm like not to obviously defend the actions of child molesters or anything like that because it's not good in the slightest. There's nothing good about it. Yeah. It's a very sad and ugly thing. However, I do feel like there is some issues that need to be addressed there. And I think that I see it kind of as a sickness. And I think that it's important for people to kind of help these people who realize that there's something going on and they need someone like a doctor to talk to these, these problems through because it's, it's a mental illness. And I think that some people need some help because I'd rather have these people get help than them to commit a crime and actually hurt a child. But that's my two cents, though. Yeah. No, I think that two cents should be common sense because I I feel almost the exact same way. Not that I 
know anybody part of that at all or nothing but uh you know it's like it's like someone having some kind of fetish and the world hates you for it not exactly. to say that nothing not to say that's innocent because like like a fetish would be innocent. i'm saying this it's kind of a this would be like a scary fetish to have you know if that is the only thing that essentially turns you on that's a scary thing so yeah you need to see you essentially just need help yeah and just help working that out and uh hopefully you know don't act on it like you know i never know who's listening to my podcast so you know i don't, I don't know who you know or who you are random listener but uh seek help i guess if this did apply to you and uh, anyone accused of rape yeah and you, anyone accused of rape and you didn't do it sorry because that sucks too yeah, yeah. this, this quite yeah i told you it was a pretty it's, it's a pretty uh mood killing question absolutely i also want to add this too though like with people who like molest children, I'm not saying this is obviously the case for every person, but I do think that, again, this goes to a deeper issue of perhaps they went through some kind of child trauma as well, where they were in a situation where this could have happened, which could have led to some emotional disturbances that could lead to these ideas of sexualization for them. And again, if these aren't treated, if this isn't the conversation that people wouldn't have, because people can be quick to be like, oh, execute pedophiles, oh, castrate them. Like I get, I understand the frustration, the anger with it. It's a very t- tough thing, but mm-hmm. I also see them as humans too. And especially the ones who are having these feelings, like if anyone's listening and hasn't acted on any, like I, I think that's something that should be, you know, acknowledged and I hope they're getting help for that. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. The next question is complete 180. Let's do it. Okay. In fact, I'm going to switch up the order. Uh, if the Matrix is real, let's say the Matrix is real, do you want out? And let's say it's real and you get to change the rules for it. What like what rules would you change? Like, Let's say you're the God Matrix. What rules would you change? Okay, this is really embarrassing, but I haven't seen the movie. You haven't seen the Matrix? I've seen it. Like, I played the video game like, back when it was on PS2. And then I also like I watched a part of it but I was too young to really understand what was going on. So maybe if you give me like a little bit of a summary or, or maybe switch the question a little bit. I know it has like to do with the simulation. I know that part. Oh my gosh, man. And dodging bullets. Yeah. I can't, I, I should, you know, I should have asked if you've seen the matrix before I put this question. I just assumed that, you know, everyone and their mom had, okay, sorry. I'm going to start ragging on you. I'm just, here we go. The matrix is a movie about spoiler alert for anyone. Yeah. You weirdos. For all you weirdos out there who haven't seen The Matrix yet, The Matrix is about this guy named Neo, which is one backwards because he is the one, played by Keanu Reeves. He's approached by this woman in black everything, black leather everything. She says, you're the one, Neo. And uh, she pretty much takes him to find out that the world is a simulation run by a bunch of computers that we made, but then they got so advanced that they conquered us and turned us into batteries. So he wakes up in a giant bath of weird juice, finding out that the future is here and that everyone's living in simulation. And um, he gets unplugged, literally. There's a giant plug in the back of his neck. It's a gross scene. They wake him up to clean him off. And the real world is this gringy, kind of a punk leather place where uh, they tell him, like, hey, you can learn more about this. You can go to sleep. And again, the pill, the red and blue pill option, uh, which I, and that's a famous seed. Yeah, he's able to dodge bullets because he knows it's simulation now so he could bend the rules. And there's a whole bunch that goes on. But it, it pretty much woke people up to the fact or introduced the fact that 
we could be living simulation and you would never know it. In fact, there's actually one guy in there who is, he lives in the real world, you know, the actual real world. And he chooses to go back inside the matrix because he makes a dealing with the robots who run it because he likes ignorance. And he's like, well, but when you put me back in, we be rich and powerful. All right. That's all I want. I want to forget all this exists. And they put him in. He's like, he's a villain because he betrays his friends or whatever. But, um, so that's the movie. It's it's a pretty good movie. At least the first one is. Two and three are kind of iffy, but yeah. Yeah, it actually sounds really cool. I definitely have heard like parts of this, but it sounds like I'm gonna have to start like a support group for people who haven't seen The Matrix to like get together and watch it. It's a pretty well known movie. Yeah. So again, what was the question? And this sounds like very familiar yeah. to like a question they ask you in like the philosophy classes, where it's like blue pill or red pill. Like you said, that's from the movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what was the question again? If The Matrix was real, do you want out? in the movie i know you don't have too much context but the real world is it sucks they're pretty much living in this, like, this underground bunker looking place and uh, they have a bunch of weapons and computers but they're kind of the resistance in this world full of alien robots think terminator but a little less messy because computers are already one interesting so is the matrix like the world that everyone's plugged into that they, is actually the fake world does that look like our world or is that a different looking world? It's exactly our world. It's exactly. Okay. Our, and um, when you experience deja vu, it's, it's the matrix glitching. And uh, yeah, it, like when you're able to control the matrix, you're able to jump from building to building. You're able to dodge bullets. You're able to even fly. Like when you know it's not real, you're able to do all these incredibly amazing things. But otherwise, like the simulation is it's earth it was supposed to be earth that's most fun time or most desirable time for humans to want to live and that's why the robots created it at this century mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting okay so i think i have enough context to answer this question okay and i think it's an interesting one because well yes it would be cool to like be the badass like yeah no i ain't letting the matrix take my soul and then you get out and you do like backflips and stuff like fighting the robots but realistically if this is our world in the matrix like it's still kind of shitty right there's still a lot of shitty things going on in the fake world but at least if i'm around people who think it's real i don't know if it really matters if people think this is the real life and like if i can kind of help make that world better then but it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean anything ultimately it's fake i think anything doesn't really mean anything (laughs) which is a weird thing to say but like for example, if this is the world that my family and friends live in, and as far as they're concerned, this is real, well, then I guess my job is to have them enjoy this journey the best of my abilities. Does the fact that it's all fake mean nothing to you? I think that even if like our world right now, like let's say even if it was real, mm-hmm. would it even matter either way after you died, whether it was fake or real? I, I would say no. Mm-hmm. So simulation or not, I think it's still equally pointless. So you might as well like, try and enjoy the small amount of time you have Hmm. i guess i see the value to that i Mm -hmm. I guess so it sounds like you're picking not necessarily ignorance but just going back to sleep to a dream is what it sounds like you're saying yeah so it's more like i'm not necessarily picking ignorance but i'm picking my team i guess if that makes sense like if my team is my family my friends who think that this world is everything there is and that is the world i grew up with why not just wake them up um, because maybe they're not ready for that. Maybe they, they don't want to know that. So it's like, but why, who are you to make that decision? Why don't you, why don't you, you know, let them make their own decisions? I guess that's true. I guess I could like tell them like, Hey, <laughs> like this shit's not real dog. So, you know, you can at least enjoy yourself. 
but whether or not they believe me is another question, right? Otherwise I can just sound like a crazy person, which can be fine. You know, you can try and teach people that, yeah, this world's kind of pointless. So might as well have fun with it. Don't take it too serious. Wow. That's true. Yeah. All right. But the second part was, you know, let's say you're in charge of the matrix. There's this guy in the movie who has like a beard. It's this big old white guy. It's kind of like not God, but sort of, you know, he's still human, but whatever Mm -hmm. he created it. Um, and he gets to run the matrix. If you got to run the matrix and, you know, pretty much make up a whole new virtual society for all of humanity to live in, what would you do? You know, would you make it like just shift everyone to live in the future, shift everyone to live back in the fifties? Would you change the laws of physics? Like, you know, what would you do? Hmm. I mean, there's a lot I could do, I guess, technically. I think... I don't think it really matters like the setting and all that. I think it more matters on, am I able to create a reality where people can one, enjoy themselves and two experience some kind of like conflict to where life has some purpose. If it's just easy all the time, then is it really like, it wouldn't be fun. People would be, I think miserable in some sense. They wouldn't feel fulfilled. Also people would question it and wake up when things are too perfect. That was part of the reason they said the matrix, they made it sort of difficult. So people wouldn't get wise. Oh, so I'm trying to work for the robots. Is that it? Essentially, like I, I don't want people to wake up. Yeah. If you're making the Matrix, you don't want people to wake up, essentially. You kind of want the people to stay sheep and kind of just be content in their little world. Ah, like like a pet. <laughs> sort of. Okay. I mean, yeah, there are mean, batteries in the movie, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yo, this sounds like that Rick and Morty episode. And I hate to be that guy who brings up Rick and Morty, but that reminds me of the, that one where they have like the mini verses because they're all batteries. Yeah. And I see where they got it from. Well, it, uh, it, it's, <laughs> you're bringing up Rick and Morty to reference an actual sci-fi movie that Rick and Morty rips off of. I but, know, I know. I hate to be that guy, but man, I see the connection now. It's like tasting like it's like it's like the finest wine and then just drinking some grape juice oh uh, yeah it's like artificial orange juice or whatever and then you have a real orange this is just like the orange juice yeah <laughs> yeah and it had yeah, it is isn't that funny <laughs> you were saying yeah i don't know if i really have a good answer to this question because it's such a complex one something that I'm not happy working for the robots, but maybe there's like a higher purpose for the robots. Maybe the robots are pushing towards something good, right? But no one wants to talk about that perspective. What if the robots are doing something like pushing humanity forward to an even higher, higher existence that humans just aren't capable of? I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, but in Matrix Three, there's this giant robot baby that is pretty much in charge of the robots, <laughs> and it, it's pretty. They pretty much advance their own path the robots are selfish it's kind of about them evolving humans are just batteries at that point that's kind of it well i mean i don't necessarily blame the robots though like humans are kind of like useless if you think about it i mean if your goal is to like go forward same with the reason like why humans don't really care about bugs and stuff not saying like you know i'm not going to be one to step on a bug if i see it like i'll help them get across the road but it's also not like (laughs) i'm going out of my way for the bug you'll help a bug go across the road well, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying, I'm not going to step on a bug. If I'm like walking, I'm going to make it a point to avoid stepping on him because I don't want to ruin his day. But same with robots. I mean, I think it's the same thing. If you're just that advanced and you don't have like these emotions that are holding you back and you're just like, let's just skip from A to B, mm-hmm. you know. It's, you sound very anti-human right now, but <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. If I knew the Matrix was real, I know I would want out. I don't like 
having, I don't like big troops being hidden. And if I got to set the rules, I'd probably just destroy the Matrix, honestly. Because, I don't know, I, I just have an issue with that type of overarching overlord authority. That's just me. Yeah, I'm the yeah. same way. I just think that I don't know if I have the confidence in myself to be like, yeah, I'm going to be the one to take down the robots. Like, I just don't think I'm the person for that because I can't do the cool backflips and stuff. So I can pass that off to Keanu Reeves. Keanu thought he couldn't do the backflips either. But then one day... Oh, is that he learned? <laughs> no, he just did it. He, uh, there's literally a scene where he just downloads karate. He says, I know karate. And yeah, because you're able to download skills when you're, once you're out the matrix and you can go back in. It's, it's cool. It's a very cool scene. It's a, it's a cool movie. You should see, you should, should have seen the matrix actually. I'll have to see it then, man, I guess. Like I said, I'm going to get my support club going and we're going to have a viewing party. Hit All right. Up. Sounds cool. I have one more question because we're kind of out of time. This one's just mostly fun. Speaking of Rick and Morty, would you rather have Rick's portal gun or that portal gun from Portal? Uh, you're going you're gonna to diss me for, for bringing up Rick and Morty and then you're going to throw a Rick and Morty question in here? Eh, I mean, I like Rick and Morty. Yeah, <laughs> well, I ain't going to lie. I like the show. But um, this is this is a good one too. I, I think that having Rick's portal gun would be sick as hell, but I also think that all it takes is to mess up once and like port- teleport yourself into some like dangerous ass world and oh, then you talk about the your... literal ass world where they have like, oh, farts yeah. about yeah, that or, place? or that one too and then you just die from like fart <laughs> just methane yes. everywhere yeah but but the portal gun would be kind of cool i feel like you know i'm gonna go with well i don't know if i that's a tough one i feel like you can do more with a portal gun like go anywhere yeah you know what i'm just gonna go with that one I'm going to go with that one because if I wanted to, I could use it like the portal gun from the game. Essentially, yeah. it's just hopefully I don't let the power go to my head. It probably will. Probably. Most likely will. Both of these will. I'm just going to choose Rick's gun. Honestly, why not go all the way is what I think <laughs> with with, uh, with the power of portals. Because, you know. I, Are you I can brave get... enough to handle that? Yeah. It's just the fact. I just hope I don't die. I just like if I can operate it well enough. If I have the instruction manual, yeah, I will definitely use that portal gun for pretty much everything. As long as I can get back to my original reality, I'll do anything. I'll just mess up a thousand times in someone else's and actually, come back to mine. Yeah, actually, I don't. Now that you bring that up, I forgot. That's a big part of the show. Is that what if I accidentally go to the wrong universe thinking it's mine and I just completely mess something up, like something slightly? Then ditch it. it go back to your original go or find a new one they dubbed Oof. they've done that a couple of times they have and i don't know if like, they say it's I have hard to, like, murder myself yeah and like <laughs> take myself to, spot or you have to find a universe exactly where you are going to die and then slip back into that life without anyone realizing that you traded places with your dead self right but i also think that like in order to work uh an a tool like that i think you'd have to have the brains like rick and I feel like Rick is just smart enough to get in these situations. And I don't mean this to be like a podcast analyzing Rick and Morty, but like he's obviously a super smart guy in the show. So he knows how to get out of these tough situations. And I don't think I have that capability. You are really downplaying yourself today, aren't you? I mean, There's... I'm not, I'm not Rick Sanchez. So no one is. He's fake. <laughs> <laughs> Animated character. Rick, Rick has so many problems. There's like this podcast. Uh, what's it called? 
oh, what's, I think it's called The Squatch. No, not a sponsor. But it's pretty much about all Rick and Morty stuff. There's a lot to dissect with Rick's mental issues. But if he was real, that guy would he'd just be a dick 24 7 yeah you know he's it in fact he is in the show he's just an unchecked guy of brains you know so well yeah. here's a question then if i feel like kind of what made rick that way because i mean he's probably a smart dude right yeah the, the cartoon character that we're talking about but <laughs> i think that the portal gun probably contributed to his like nihilism and his ability not to give a shit about anything so i feel like if someone had that portal gun and could do all the things that he can do and just switch another reality and it'd be whatever why would you care about anything you'd probably just be a drunk too nothing would matter i guess so well i'd use it i don't know i'd use it and i'd had a fun but then again i have a better i think i have a better mental foundation than rick sanchez but who am i am writing these messed up questions who knows where my mental state really is at who knows oh well thanks andrew for being on and um, I want to say thank you to listeners of 1000 Crazy Questions, uh, you know, for tuning in this episode. Um, let me know by email, by Instagram, if any questions you'd like me to add, rate, follow on whatever platform you're on. Again, that one specific place I mentioned earlier, that was podchaser.com. Uh, they're just great for rating, reviewing stuff and following. You can just click on any podcast you want without creating accounts and start listening to them. And it's just a website, so you don't need to download any Apple ID garbage it's just there it's the website right there it's easy before we go i'd like to hand over the spotlight to you is there anything you have to plug or tell the listeners um yeah like i said you can come listen to some of my music on soundcloud that's the only thing i got to plug other than that i'd say take care of yourself don't take life too seriously and uh thanks for listening cool share this with your friends share us with your enemies don't drive in text driving just gets in the way of texting everyone stay safe thanks goodbye goodbye Producer Ominous at BeatStars or SoundCloud.com.